This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about radishes. Radishes. Radishes, radishes. Is also a very fun word to say. It is. I relish saying radish. I relish radish. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was kind of inspired by, I have been doing a CSA from a local establishment here in Atlanta called Eight Arm, like a lot of restaurants that are closed, uh, they they pivoted to doing a CSA every week where you can get uh, produce from local farmers, all kinds of things. And I I love it. I love it. It's so exciting. I love trying to figure out. Lauren's gotten some text from me. <laughs> like, what is, what this, is this herb? <laughs> I don't know. And then I have to figure out how to cook with it. And it's really exciting. It's been good for me in a lot of ways. I do love cooking and I love trying new recipes. Um, And if you follow me or Savor on social, I have posted about it a few times. But anyway, recently, one of the ingredients I've been getting is radishes. And that's, I don't think I'd ever cooked with radishes before. I'd had them Ah. raw, but... Sure, like in a salad or something, but you'd never, right. Right. Um, And it turns out I love them and I love cooking with them. And I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow some now because I've definitely become a person that's everything I, that I could. I once would have thrown away. I'm like, maybe I could grow this. <laughs> um, 
The internet tells me I won't be able to, because I am in a small space, I probably won't be able to get the radish, but I can grow the greens. And it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good out there. Oh, hey, awesome. And radish greens are delicious too. Yeah, so that's the recipe I've been doing is I just saute the the radish and the radish greens, a little bit of butter, a little lemon, and it's so good. It's so simple. It's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love a radish. Um, I've liked them raw as a snack since I was a teen or so. Uh, I think the first time that I ever really, like, noticed the potential of radishes was uh, when a friend of mine, a, a cook and bartender by the name of Daryl, uh, prepared this uh, radish butter for a, like, friend family dinner. Um, and it's just butter and, like, fine diced radish and salt and pepper, and it's transcendent. Um, uh, you squeeze a bunch of the water out of the diced radish first, just blend it all together. Transcendent. Spread it on toast. It's amazing. It's just so nice. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, I know what, if I get radishes again this week, I know where they're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, one of them, I had some a couple nights ago and one of them the most peppery, like, burning sensation. Mm, it was mm-hmm. a delight. It was a delight. And I, I have my random fandom pop culture reference because <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Saber if I didn't bring up something completely unrelated and useless. Um, and it's from one of my go-to <laughs> comfort movies, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't seen it, um, Kung Fu Panda Poe. He uh, is adopted, and his father, who's a goose, of course, found him in a uh, crate of radishes. And it's a really sweet story. And in the second one, when Poe is trying to, you know, find out who he is, uh, he has a nightmare that um, there's like this radish kung fu warrior he has to fight, and he's better. (laughs) The radish is better at kung fu. And it's really well animated. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, um, I have not seen Kung Fu Panda, um, <gasps> but I but I love your note that uh, that his father is the goose. Of course, um, <laughs> that that was. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Well, it's a joke because Poe doesn't realize until I don't know, way way far in that he's adopted. That he's oh, not okay. his actual dad. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I get it. But uh, but yes, add it to the list. Definitely. <laughs> to our Saber watch list. Yes. All right. But in the meantime, let's get to our question. Mm-hmm. Radishes. What are they? Well, uh, radishes are a crispy, crunchy, slightly juicy root vegetable with a with a spicy kick, sort of like a like a underground fire apple. Botanical name, Raffinus sativus. Uh, Sativus meaning cultivated. Uh, You may have noticed it's the species name of a whole lot of plants that we talk about. And you might recognize that bite of heat in radishes because they're a member of the Brassicaceae family, along with things like turnips, mustard, arugula, and wasabi. Um... So uh, when you when you plant a radish seed, it grows some leafy greens, maybe two or three feet high, up to a meter, and pretty quickly starts to develop a tuber underground or, or a taproot along with its true root system. Uh, the roots and the leaves take in raw growth materials, and the tuber stores them up, uh, water and sugar and stuff, in preparation for surviving um, either dry summers or lean winters, and then growing flowers and seeds later on. 
Like other Brassicaceae plants, radishes even produce a few compounds that are irritants to a lot of mammals and insects and even microbes to help prevent anyone from eating that taproot before they get a chance to flower. But suckers, uh, humans decided that we like those irritants, so... (laughs) So we harvest them and eat them. Depending on the variety of radish, uh, the skin of that taproot might range in color from red to pink to white to green to purple to black. Um, And the interior flesh may range from white to green to pink. Uh, They can be quite small. Some of them are just itty bitty when they're harvested, like the size of your pinky joint or really quite large. Uh, Daikon radishes can grow two feet or longer. That's at least two thirds of a meter. Um, Small radishes can go from seed to food in like a month. Um, Big ones might take a few months. And daikon, by the way, literally means daikon, a big root in Japanese. Um, And prior to the influx of English loanwords in in Japanese, small uh, small red radishes were supposedly called 20-day daikons because that's how long they took to grow. Oh, wow. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, so radishes in shape can be, uh, round or cylindrical or kind of weirdly bulbous. I mean, we can't tell them what to do. Uh, and in the United States, the kind that you find most often and probably what you've been getting in your CSAs are, um, sort of reddish or pinkish and round and the size of anything from like a cherry to a ping pong ball somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are a little itty bitty. Oh yeah. I like them. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. <laughs> The whole plant can be used, though. Uh, the uh, the true roots and the tuber root and the shoots and the greens and the seed pods can be used raw or cooked. The seeds can be used for oil. Uh, the flowers are a lovely, edible, slightly spicy garnish. Um, the leaves and flowers look a lot like arugula because they're related. Also like arugula, it's considered basically a weed once it escapes gardens via seed spread. It'll just grow anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, all parts of radish plants do have a little bit of that kick, uh, though how much kick will depend on the variety and the specific plant in question, you know. Um, They can be mild and sort of sweet, or they can really sneak up on you. I love finding that one radish in a bunch that's just like, oh, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. That's what happened to me the other day. I had never had the sensation to that degree in my life. And it kind of went on for a while, and I, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very much like taking, like taking, like a hit of wasabi and just being like, oh, yes. all right, I forgot, I forgot, yes. and there it is. Mm-hmm. Gonna ride this out. Um, <laughs> radishes are eaten all kinds of ways: pickled, shredded, salted, sautéed, stir-fried, roasted, spiralized, raw with beer, in salads and soups, in tacos, risotto, on sandwiches, endless, endless. Yes, yes. A grated raw as a condiment is a popular one in Japan. Mm-hmm. And what about the nutrition? Well, um, you know, it's going to depend a little bit based on the type of radish you're talking about specifically. But in general, radishes are super low in calories and fat. Uh, they've got a good punch of dietary fiber, a really good smattering of vitamins and minerals, particularly vitamin C. Uh, they will help fill you up and will add a lot of flavor for a low-caloric buy-in. Um, but you definitely need to pair them with fats and proteins to help keep you going. And those kind of burny tasting compounds, those are uh, glucosinolates, and they're being investigated for a number of potentially helpful properties. Um, In studies, radishes and or radish extracts have been shown to have anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, cholesterol-lowering, and anti-diabetic effects. 
Bodies are complicated. More research is needed. Consult a doctor before adding a medicinal quality of anything to your diet. But um, but certainly, if you like radishes, eat them. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you know, every mm-hmm. time I hear we talk about glucosinolates, I always think, back to our very second episode, cauliflower. Yeah. Because, of course, we were like, let's start with sparkling wine. And our boss said, what next? Cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> It's the two sexiest of foods. <laughs> it was like a two-hour original cut. <laughs> that was back when I was the editor. And my boss said, uh, you might want to <laughs> whittle that down a little bit. <laughs> Look, we had a lot of fascinating things to say about cauliflower, and I stand by that. I do, too. Maybe one day it's probably gone. It'd be so funny if we had, like, a director's cut of the oh, Savor cauliflower episode. Oof. Oof, I say. <laughs> Oof, indeed. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. oof, numbers. Mm-hmm. Japan's Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare named the daikon radish as Japan's most popular vegetable. And the heaviest radish in the uh, Guinness records is from Japan from uh, 2003. It weighed 31.1 kilos. That's 68 pounds, 9 ounces, and was 119 centimeters around. That's almost four feet around. Whoa. Oh. I know. I love it. Wow. Uh, um, it was presented at the annual um, Sakurajima radish contest. Um, Sakurajima being this former island, now a peninsula, where the largest variety of daikon radish, sometimes called Sakurajimas, um, where it was originally cultivated. And apparently, yeah, there's a yearly contest and they're gigantic. And I'm so taken with this entire idea. I am too. That's fantastic. Right? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, meanwhile, the record for the longest radish is from the United Kingdom from 2017. It measured 6.7 meters. That's 21 feet and 11 inches. Wow. And it was presented at the UK National Giant Vegetable Championships, which I'm pretty sure we've mentioned before. But either way, gosh, I need to go to there. That, yes, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Sounds so amazing. Oh, (laughs) yes. So much. One day. And then there's this, something else I really want to check out. Apparently in Oaxaca, Mexico, folks carve radishes around Christmas time. Um, I looked up pictures. It's amazing. Oh, spectacular. If you've been or you've done it, have pictures, oh, please write in. Please write yes. in. Um, from what I read, it got started as a way for shops to entice shoppers into stores after Christmas services. And one blogger who wrote about it, uh, her experience covering it, said spectators waited in line for hours, hours to view the carved radishes for miles long. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and the whole thing only lasts a few hours because it's really only as long as these carved radishes stay, like, unwilted and unbrowned. So it's it's not like a multi-day. It's just that night. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, and it's December 23rd. It is the night of the radishes. Uh, noche, <laughs> noche de los Rabanos. Um, oh, my gosh. I love that I so much. love it. No, <laughs> okay. Speaking of deep cuts, we uh-huh. need to bring back the dunker. Which a long time listeners will know this is our serialized cartoon about a, a donut who is a police officer detective. <laughs> right. Yes. I think we need a character in there called Knight of the Radishes, but with a K. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Yeah. I can't argue with your logic at all. Yeah, I'm super into that. <laughs> Perfect. I'll get started right away. I'll draw up some character designs. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We actually do have images of these. I could probably post oh, them yeah. on social. Oh, yeah. And Annie in stunning uh Crayon, a coloring yes. pencil, mm-hmm. uh, crayon, yeah, uh, has has created depictions of these characters. So <laughs> yes, they are works of art. They belong in museums. So yes, I'm not overselling it at all. Your no, expectations 0%. will be completely met. One <laughs> hundred, absolutely, yeah. Something else cool. NASA has experimented with growing radishes in space. Ah, yeah, um, because they grow so quickly. Uh, radishes are good for a number of experiments, and including home garden experiments. Uh, they're, like I said, like they're kind of weeds. Like you can, like most most humans who try to grow radishes succeed in growing radishes. So uh, we shall see. Oh. <laughs> I'm not doing it from the seed, though. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> might be might be harder that way, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm eager to see what you come up with. Um, but in in the meanwhile, we do have some history for you. But first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, historians think radishes originated in China or the Mediterranean way back, like prehistoric times. Records indicate that radishes were a thing in ancient Egypt as far back as 2700 BCE. And this is also when Chinese texts started mentioning them, too. Uh, yeah, and I, I have seen both China and, and the, the Mediterranean. But one of the clues that point towards the, the modern-day China theory is that um, wild radishes that are believed to be, like, related to, like, ancestors, distant cousins of the domesticated varieties are found in Southern Asia. So, yeah, but who knows? Mysteries history. You know what we say. Mysteries history. Mm -hmm. The ancient Greeks loved radishes, enough so that replicas were made of them out of gold. I want that. I, yeah, I love that. Oh, and the, oh, and that, that reminds me of, uh, of, of Luna, Luna Lovegood. Lovegood's radish earrings. Ah, yes. Yes, Lauren. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love those. Those are pretty fantastic, too. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple Greek works, including those of Galen, Pliny, who wrote Democritus, thinks that as a food, radishes are aphrodisiac. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Um, uh. Theophrostus and Dioscorides, um, they mentioned the crop during the 3rd century B BCE, and one Greek physician authored a whole book on them. Writings out of ancient Rome described multiple types of radishes. The ancient Greeks and Romans may have eaten them with vinegar and honey. Seems like they did that with a lot of food. Sure, it's a good combination. Um, yeah. Also a good, like, start to a, to a pickle. We get the English word radish from the Latin term from the plant, going back to those ancient Roman times. Uh, uh, radicum, I believe, which itself comes from a Proto-Indo-European root for uh, root. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'll get that etymology show one day, Lauren. <laughs> no, I want it so bad. Oh. <laughs> If we look back, uh, even before the Middle Ages, sailors ate radishes to combat scurvy. Good and, way to do it. Yep. And that wasn't their only perceived medicinal use. Monks thought that radishes could cure all kinds of things from gallbladder problems to rheumatism to bronchitis. Also, yes, aphrodisiac. Um, records of large radishes popped up in England and Northern Europe in the 13th century, while the smaller variety wasn't really documented until the 16th century. In 1544, one German botanist detailed radishes weighing up to 100 pounds. Oof. By 1586, at least, radishes were common in England. Around this time, Swiss physician and botanist Otto Brunfels wrote, The radish is also said to encourage unchastity. Unchastity. Unchastity is a fun word. That's a great word. Mm-hmm. Not only that, the radish was largely perceived as a symbol of strife and conflict during the Middle Ages to the point that they were sometimes consecrated to control the evil spirits. I have never once seen this in a horror movie, and I am so upset. I know. What are we doing? What I, are we Come doing? on, demonology-related horror filmmakers. Let's, okay, this, okay. I have some phone calls to make after this. Yes. Um, Use your connections. Yeah. Use your connections. Oh, 
Can you imagine like a slow zoom on just a radish and like really intense music playing, ominous? (laughs) Yes, this is precise. And and like monks chanting and like, oh man. The flickering of the fire. (laughs) Yeah, some kind of like like pentagram, but like with, I don't, like more radishy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, pentagram, but more radishy, like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, uh, over in Japan around the same time-ish, daikon cultivation took root. Uh, I I wrote that without meaning it, but I'm keeping it. Um, uh, (laughs) Sometime in the early 1400s or so. Radishes, perhaps introduced by Columbus and those that followed closely after him, were known in Mexico by 1500 and in Haiti by 1565. By some accounts, and I hope this is true, a handful of the French aristocracy grew radishes and gave them noble names. But these names were dropped after the French Revolution. Oh. Yeah, yeah. During Japan's Edo period, which is 1603 to 1868, people ate raw, grated daikon radish, believing it to be good for digestion. Mm -hmm. And remember that Christmas time radish carving thing. In 1897, the mayor of Oaxaca dubbed December 23rd the Night of the Radishes. Possibly the idea for carving human figures out of radishes came from um, a a, a varietal of like multi-pronged radishes that like sort of resembled people to begin with. Hmm, sort of okay. like a sort of like a ginseng or garlic root, or mm-hmm. not garlic, a, a, a ginger root sometimes does. Um, Diego Rivera painted such radishes in his 1947 work, uh, The Temptations of St. Anthony. And yeah, that, that festival continues to this day. Um, Oaxaca has a municipal land grant for growing radishes um, for this festival. As of 2017, 14 metric tons of radishes were harvested for the festival from that land, with some specimens weighing around three kilos over like six and a half pounds. Um, And that year, 2017, 143 radish crafters displayed their carved works at the festival, including 82 kids. It's really, really impressive. If you have not seen it, look it up. Uh, That rabbit hole of the episode... Abs. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That is that is what it is. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The, the the carvings can can represent um, animals, real and imaginary, um, religious figures, historical figures, uh, everyday people and activities. Uh, just about anything. Um, it's beautiful. It really is. Uh, meanwhile, in the 1980s, uh, radishes featured heavily in Fraggle Rock. Um, they did. They were pretty much like the main like like eco system. Like uh, of, <laughs> radishes of Fraggle Rock, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a food stuff. It was um, a, a, a trade item. It was used to to make different different um, cosmetics and stuff like that. Yeah, radishes everywhere. I don't remember much at all about Fraggle Rock except this feeling that I, I is very hard to describe of both being very afraid. But also very, like, happy. <laughs> it's like it was, it's, afraid is too strong a word. It's like uncertain. I didn't know where this was going. And a part of me yeah. was nervous about it. And a part of me was, like, really excited about it. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it was it, it was scary because there were so many way bigger creatures than the Fraggles that were always trying to, like, catch them. And, and mm-hmm. it was like the Smurfs, but I was way more endeared of... 
the Fraggles than I ever was of the Smurfs. The Smurfs were always pretty annoying, and the Fraggles were really sweet. So, <laughs> Some strong I'm, words from Lauren Bulgabom. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. I was always sort of like, well, if Gilgamesh eats a few Smurfs, like, I can't say that I blame him. Um, but, uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pro-Smurf eating episode. Dear. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this took a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I tried. I tried very briefly to figure out why radishes were the thing in Fraggle Rock. I could not immediately find anything about it. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to tap our our, our resources and see if uh, see if someone knows. <laughs> you mean not by resources or exceptionally nerdy office and coworkers? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> And, and 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 like our friend Russ, who works oh, for the Center of Puppetry yeah, yeah, Arts yeah, yeah. here in Atlanta, and yes. yeah, yeah, okay, I see, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people who like have contact with the Jim Henson Company, yeah, also also them, but also our nerdy coworkers. Um, I did the last thing I did before quarantine was I went to that puppet festival in oh, Canada, right. so I got some connections now. You yeah, you do. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them this very important question and report back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, uh, going back to that NASA thing, as of around 2005, uh, radishes were one of the plants being actively investigated by NASA um, for potential use as a food crop for astronauts on longer missions in the future. Because like, like, and actively investigated, because like, sure, they grow easily and they're nutritious, but there are a lot of factors in space that you have to account for, like um, different types of radiation than we get here on Earth, uh, different compounds in the air. For example, um, astronauts use disinfectant wipes. We're all becoming more like astronauts, y'all. Wow. Well, this yeah. plus. <laughs> Silver lining. Yeah. Um, but- <laughs> But yeah, uh, the, those alcohol wipes that they use um, are infused with alcohol that that evaporates into the spacecraft's air. And while the amount that ends up in that air is totally safe for humans, at like 10% of our allowable alcohol and air limit, a radish will wind up a lot smaller than usual. And at 25% of our limit, the plant will die. Uh, so... Yeah, yeah, there, there are just all kinds of considerations um, like that. So interesting stuff, cool research. Radishes in space. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. If anyone is looking for an art project to undertake, this episode has been full of them because I could see, like, an astronaut with a big radish in the helmet. Ooh, yeah. 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 I mean, we put, we put it out there. We got a pentagram radish Horror movie idea. <laughs> All kinds of things. We got knights of the radishes. <laughs> they're, they're all up in the air for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take, take, take them and run with them, y'all. Yes, yes. And if you do, please send us some pictures oh, of it. Please and do. Of, we do have some listener mail for you. We do. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener, listener, Meryl. Like the radish from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> right. No, I Two. totally followed you on that one. Right. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I could have been more clear with my karate chopping action. I was making. Yes. But she, she was, folks. She really yes. was. Yes. I got to get my podcaster workout in somehow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Philippe wrote, or maybe Philip, uh, my family has been doing Easter egg tapping competitions since I was born. We are from the Republic of Macedonia or the Republic of Northern Macedonia as of last year, though I was born in the U.S. I asked my dad and he says they've been doing it there since at least when he was a kid. And his father, my grandfather, told stories about doing it in his childhood, too. So it's been a thing for quite some time. Apparently, traditionally, they would do it with red-painted eggs, which is supposedly an old Greek tradition of some sort. Also, he just said, and I quote, there are some old customs that we've lost and don't practice them anymore. Something about egg hung on a string, then the father dangling it like a pendulum in front of the kids and teasing the kids around the table to bite it. So that's pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) 
I actually like Easter solely because of the egg tapping. It was and still is my favorite part of the holiday. One time when I was maybe nine or 10, I painted a certain egg, orange and yellow gradient, that somehow was inexplicably like three times as dense as an ordinary large egg. It destroyed every egg combatant. (laughs) It encountered without a single crack. It was probably the single strongest egg ever to be laid by a chicken. I actually (laughs) saved the egg for years afterwards by sticking it in the back of the freezer since I couldn't bear to part with it. And also because it probably wasn't very safe or appetizing to eat, seeing as it was to ordinary eggs what the X-Men are to ordinary humans. But eventually our fridge broke and my invincible egg was sadly thrown away. Oh, I like to think it's still out there, man. The invincible egg. It yes. lives on. It has to. It's invincible. Exactly. You know? Out there oh. doing eggsmen things. Oh, that was a bad oh. pun even for me, but I couldn't stop myself. Oh, no. I couldn't stop myself, Lauren. I'm so uh, sorry. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, success. Oh, my heck. I kid you not, listeners, we have so many emails about this egg tapping. You're going to be hearing more of them. I love Oh, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. This is so good. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, Nina wrote, Of all the episodes I've thought about writing to you in regard to, I never would have guessed asparagus would be the one I couldn't resist. I grew up in the mountains of Colorado, and some of my favorite childhood memories were picking wild asparagus that grew in ditches on the side of the country roads. Oh my goodness. My brother and I would watch from the school bus for the first shoots to spring out of the grass and go back with our parents to pick what we saw and what was hidden in the weeds. Anything we would miss would leave a tall, dried-out stalk to look for next year, marking the sweet spots. The key to picking, as well as prepping to cook the store-bought varieties, is to start at the bottom of the stalk and attempt to snap it in half. If it bends instead of breaking, that bite would be stringy. Work your way up the stalk until it snaps, and eat from there up. You'll never have a bad bite. While picking green asparagus was a big part of my youth, white asparagus was my grandmother's childhood. She grew up in northern Italy, where it originated. According to deliciousitaly.com, the story of the vegetable is accidental. In the 1500s, Bassano was hit with a hailstorm destroying the asparagus crop, forcing the farmers to harvest the part underground. Upon tasting the asparagus, its white color due to the lack of sunlight, the farmer was astounded to find how tasty and tender it was and began to cultivate it underground. Asparagus tasting is almost a religion in Bassano. Everyone has something to say about the correct way to serve it. Family members always bring it back pickled and canned in decorative glass vases when they travel there, along with plenty of grappa, of course. As much as I would have considered myself an expert on the topic, there is one thing your episode cleared up for me. I don't have the gene to smell it. I remember watching Austin Powers in Goldmember as a kid, and there's a joke referencing the asparagus urine smell that had my whole family in stitches. I giggled along, but never understood. And now I know I never will. Nope. Never will. (laughs) Gosh. But you've got other, you've got plenty of other asparagus experience to make up. You do. You do. And, you know, maybe science will work on that for you. Yes. So, (laughs) specifically for you, they've got nothing else important (laughs) going on right now. Zero. Oh, zero. Yeah. Let's hone in on this asparagus pee thing. (laughs) Boring days in science. We're had by all. Oh, gosh. I love the description of tasting it like it's a religion. Yes. So much. I, this whole thing, I really, 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 we, we really need to get some white asparagus. We absolutely do. It is extremely, extremely. I think we can do this. 
<laughs> I think we can. I, I believe in us. I do too. <laughs> but in the meantime, thanks to both of them for writing. If you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where our handle is at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.